the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The El Conservador Radio Show is sponsored by the Federation for American Immigration Reform and George Rodriguez on 930 AM, The Answer. Time for the El Conservador Radio Show with George Rodriguez. George is a constitutional conservative who loves to expose fake news and liberals. Be a part of the show. Call 210-308-8867. And now, El Conservador, George Rodriguez. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from San Antonio, deep in the heart of South Texas. How is everybody on this Saturday, September 16th? 2023, September 16th, Mexican Independence Day, and uh, at least that's what they're celebrating in Mexico, uh, their independence from Spain. Uh, we in Texas uh, had part of that uh, involvement in that because uh, at that point we were still part of Mexico in 1820. However, by 1836, we were an independent nation, and uh, we celebrate our own Independence Day. And uh, so, uh, let me tell you, my friends, we've got a packed show today. Let me uh, first begin by telling you that the border is wide open. We have a real problem. Uh, On Thursday evening, uh, a friend of mine from El Paso reported that uh, something like 700 uh, young men, military age young men, had crossed into uh, El Paso all at one time. 700 of them, my friends, military age. Uh, I'm really worried. I think that this is a a time of crisis for the United States, and we have an idiot uh, as commander-in-chief, somebody who doesn't even know. uh, He's fond of kissing little kids or or breathing on them or wherever he does, uh, but he knows nothing about defending our country. It is really, really uh, a situation that's mind-boggling. So um, we uh, we've got some great folks that are going to talk, tell you what's happening at the front uh, front lines here. First of all, we've got uh, Sheriff Thaddeus Cleveland from Terrell County. He's going to be talking to you about uh, uh, what he is facing in his county uh, here in uh, in West Texas. Then we've got Brent Smith from Kenny County. Brent uh, is very, very, he is the county attorney of Kenny County, Texas, and uh, he is going to share with us, my friends, what he uh, is seeing when he hears the uh, people of New York and other states screaming and yelling about um, uh, the migrants, the problem with the migrants, because he's been on the front lines in Kenny County for uh, two years, three years now. Uh, then we've got Simon Hankinson from the Heritage Foundation in Washington, D.C., He's going to be ch- telling us uh, some of the stuff that's happening in D.C. that is really, really frustrating to us as far as uh, the uh, uh, trying to address this problem at the border crisis. And our final guest is Mr. Grant Moody, who is a Bear County commissioner here in San Antonio. Grant is going to be talking to us about the situation with local police, my friends. Now, we've got to understand that when you've got a defund the police movement coupled with an open border, you've got some real problems, my friends. So, welcome to the show. Thank you for taking time to be with us. Join us. Uh, call your friends. Tell them to join us. Uh, we will post the show, and people will be able to, to listen to it uh, at a later date. Uh, so, without further ado, let's go to our first guest. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from San Antonio. Welcome. Uh, and we're uh, talking on uh, this Wednesday uh September the 13th, because a lot of activity has been going on today, my friends. There has been the arrest of a uh, Brazilian illegal alien killer that that was on the loose for almost two weeks in Pennsylvania, as well as the city of New York uh, continues to scream. The mayor of the, of, of the city of New York continues to scream about the number of illegal aliens arriving there. The um, Biden administration is actually claiming that they are going to... Uh, 
uh, force uh, illegal aliens that cross into Texas to remain in Texas. They don't want them to remain in Mexico. They want them to remain in Texas. Go figure. Uh, I guess as a uh, to, to teach Texas a lesson, we've got uh, folks in uh, in other cities like uh, Washington D.C., like uh, Chicago, who are also complaining about uh, the number of illegal aliens. We've got folks, uh, the mayor of uh, of Los Angeles, threatening a lawsuit. Uh, for the amount, numbers of illegal aliens arriving there. All of these communities are sanctuary communities. And, um, you know, so who knows how many illegals are already there, but they should be welcoming these people, in my, th- my thoughts. But at any rate, we've got my very, very good friend, Sheriff uh, Thad, <coughs> Thaddeus Cleveland. Um, and I wanted to get him on, my friends, because Sheriff Cleveland is right on the front lines. Not only is he a sheriff on the front lines, he has also been a Border Patrol agent, so he has watched this and seen it from both sides. Sheriff Cleveland, thank you very much for taking time. Welcome to the show. Howdy, Mr. Rodriguez. Thank you for having me again. Always a pleasure to be able, be able to come on your show and uh, talk about what's happening here in Terrell County as, as well as the Texas border. So thank you. Tell us what's happening in Terrell County, first of all, and then how you compare that to what is happening now in, uh, in Pennsylvania and in New York. You know, so we're, we're starting to see that uptick uh, again, and uh, and we actually we had a little lull in activity a couple of months of, of not a whole lot going on, and it was kind of pre Biden administration level of activity. You know, in the summertime, we typically see just with the the amount of of heat we have here in the desert that the apprehensions go down. Um, we actually saw that this year, and, and I attribute that to Title Forty Two going away and, and some different different things going on. But we're starting to peak peak back up and uh we've had four vehicles in the last week come down to that we've apprehended trying to smuggle illegal aliens um but you know it's just a sad thing to see that across the border um you know we saw one month where where activity went down but it's it's back if not even more than what it was at the levels of activity so um you know it's kind of been forgotten about media is not reporting it so i appreciate you staying on topic staying on the issue and and giving us support here on those the border yeah i mean uh it's typical of the media they've moved on to the big markets where uh apparently uh uh, they feel that the impact is greater however every community i mean the problem that they are seeing is the problem that you've been seeing for uh several months for several years and now all of a sudden they are are concerned about it um, what would you tell the, the mayor of, uh, of New York and, and uh, Los Angeles about this? <laughs> you know, and they're finally getting to see a, a, a little bit. Of, we've been seeing it and, and experience along the border, um, you know, definitely for these last two years, you know, at, at levels that we've never seen before. But, but really what's been going on here for, for decades, um, you know, with illegal alien activity, of course, you know, we got to those lowest numbers. Um, the most safe and secure border we'd ever seen, you know, during the, the time of President Trump. But uh, you know, and, and you made you made the comment as far as um, you know some of the, the political rhetoric about keeping the illegal aliens in Texas. Um, you know, I support. Um, we need to continue to send them to those cities, and, and not not for polit- political show, not for. Um, to, to be mean or ugly, really just to help share the burden that we're experiencing here um, in Texas, because it, it's really, um, it, it's it's weighing heavy on our communities. Um, it's weighing heavy on Border Patrol agents. There was another suicide last week. Um, you know, it's, it's just, it's a, it's a problem that, that affects every one of us, as you said, um, not not just Texas communities or, or border communities, the entire United States. And, and I know I'm kind of rambling on long, but um, so in the past couple of months, I've, I've gone to Texarkana, Texas to Nacogdoches, Texas, to extradite illegal alien smugglers back to Terrell County that did show up for court. And then I went and spoke at a fentanyl event in Little Rock, Arkansas. And I'll tell you, man, there are illegals everywhere. Illegals everywhere. It is really, really interesting that, you know, we have this this problem uh, of of, uh, the costs to law enforcement. I mean, to your budget in Terrell County. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing the mayor of New York and the city police uh, commissioner of New York uh, screaming that they have run out of money. That is a city of 8 million people, and they're running out of money. How big is Terrell County, and how much uh, money do you guys have to handle all of this, uh, all, all, all the, the cost of, of protecting the border and protecting your citizens? You know, we're the 10th largest county in Texas, however... 
um, we're, we're very uh, sparsely populated with about 700 um, citizens that actually live here. Wow. And uh, we don't generate a lot of revenue here to, uh, to, to have a, a lavish budget to, uh, to be able to protect and defend our area of the border, which is 54 miles of border with, with Mexico. Fortunately, we do have a border patrol station here, and people are helping out. And thank God for Governor Abbott. And I don't care where people um, side politically with him, what he is doing for the state of Texas, for my county, for the United States. Um, is just tremendous um, through Operation Lone Star. Not only do we have personnel here from the state that are that are assisting us um, protect the border, but through his Operation Lone Star grant, um, we're able to receive money to uh, to to keep our our county afloat. Because it, again, when we talk about EMS personnel that are responding to uh, to assist illegal aliens, when you're talking about our sheriff's office, there's just three of us total. Um, you look at our jail. Um, all these things are impacted, you know. So, uh, you know, and we're a small community. You look at areas like Del Rio and El Paso and Rio Grande Valley, um, you compound that even more. So, wow. so thank God for Governor Abbott and what he's done for the Texas border. Now, the other thing is that um, is Alpine in your area, in your in your county? Yes, yes, sir. No, it's not in our county. It's it's right next to us. It's an hour away, of course, Brewster County being ah, the largest Brewster county, county in the yes. state. Yeah, yes, because in, in Alpine uh, a few months ago, there was a car wreck where a couple of uh, a, a grandmother and her daughter and her granddaughter were killed by a fleeing um, human smuggler. And uh, there's also that cost of the danger to the to the folks. I mean, I have uh, been driving to uh, to Del Rio or Laredo a couple of times and uh, have to pull over abruptly because uh, there is a uh, car chase going on. Uh, these are dangerous. These are dangers to the family, to the to the citizens that sometimes we don't uh, we don't consider. No, you're you're exactly right. And actually, that that accident was up in, in Ozona, Texas. Ah, Ozona, gotcha. Um, you know, and we, you know, uh, I'm I'm confident that load loaded up here. To, you know, I was listening to part of it on the on the radio. Um, it loaded up here in Terrell County and ended up over there. A lot of our, our activity, you know, they, they load up around Highway 90, then they they get up north of Terrell County and, and connect to I-10. So that was just a horrible thing. But, but you're, you're spot on because here last week, I actually, I was driving in town, spotted a load. I just did a quick turnaround. They saw me turn around and then they shot up a, a road here in Sanderson. They bailed out at our local football field where we were having football practice, cross-country practice. And uh, there were six that, that absconded. Um, I gave chase a foot and, and we're able to apprehend four. We apprehended one more that next morning. And then w- there was one we just never, that never surfaced. But, uh, no, our local communities are, are in extreme danger due to these, not just the pursuits, um, but the other events that, that, that come with that. And, uh, you know, it's, it, it's solvable. You've heard me say that many times. And, and to get to your point, you asked me that first question about, or, or that first point you made about, um, that Brazilian, um, suspect that was here illegally that was wanted for murder down in Brazil. You, you know, with the, the hundreds of thousands of people, the millions of people that have come into our country through this administration, and that's not even counting the gotaways that are that have criminal histories in their their home countries. Um, you know, we don't share um, information with a lot of these countries. People come from a lot of these countries don't even have computer databases to to, to house their criminal information of their their citizens so you know there there's that's just one example there there's there's many many more in our communities that are that are on the run they're hiding in the shadows and uh you know americans are at risk yeah the uh, my, my last uh, question for you the um i just got some statistics that um uh well first of all i got the note that um ice Immigration and Customs Enforcement, which is the the, the arm that uh, actually apprehend that actually arrests and removes uh, illegal alien criminals, that they have a um, that they uh, they have a quota of thirty that they can do thirty thousand that they can do a year. Apparently, according to another uh, survey that was done, there are over four hundred thousand illegal alien criminals housed in county jails around the country. So you got 30,000 that can be removed and forty and 400,000 that are there. Um, doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. But the Biden administration has set this, this, this quota. Your thoughts? 
Yes, no, and that's something, again, having worked under five different presidential administrations, each time we get a new administration, um, and of course those quotas are are changed, you know, it's true when we get a a Republican president or Republican administration, we'll see those those numbers go up, when we get a a Democrat administration come in, we'll see those numbers go down. but, you know, when, when you're facing with, with what your numbers put out, you know, 400,000 that have been incarcerated, you know, if ICE isn't picking them up, they're released. They're released back in the comp- in, into the country because our, our local jurisdictions, our state jurisdictions, they can't just continue to hold these people once they've served their their penalty. Then uh, if, if ICE does not pick them up, ERO, then, uh, then they're just released. So, you know, there's... Uh, at least what about 370,000 that who knows what's going to happen to or what's already happened to wow incredible sheriff thank you very much for taking time to be with us we've been talking with uh, sheriff uh, cleveland from terrell county texas out in west texas uh he's doing a tremendous job uh to uh do his best to protect that portion of the border and it's huge sheriff cleveland thank you very much for being with us Thank you for having me. God bless you. Adios. You stay safe, and we'll be back with you. We'll get you back on sometime soon. Thank you. Sounds good. Whatever you need. Keep in touch, George. Once again, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from San Antonio. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you. And uh, we've got my very good friend, Mr. Brent Smith, the attorney, the county attorney for, uh, for, uh, gosh, Ken, uh, Kenny County. I'm sorry, <laughs> for Kenny County, uh, Texas, which is Brackettville, my friends. Now, the interesting thing about Brent is that he, in my opinion, started this whole, he, he was like Paul Revere, telling folks, look, we're going, we're having a problem at the border. It needs to be addressed now before it gets too late. And now uh, we've got the mayor of New York screaming about it. <laughs> so, Brent, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for taking time to be with us, buddy. Thank you, George. Glad to be here. All right. So let's uh, let's first of all give us an update. How is the foot traffic, and how is uh, how is the uh, the border? Uh, we keep hearing that there is a huge tsunami of people coming through the Darien Cab, which will come no doubt to our uh, area. What are your thoughts? What's going on? Yeah, George, well, I can tell you right now, we're getting our teeth kicked in here in Kinney County. Um, just today, we've had, uh, you know, five pursuits and bailouts. Um, the foot traffic is off the map right now. The law enforcement in Kinney County is spread so thin, we can't even, we can't even address it, to tell you the truth. Um, we you know, we we have prosecuted over 5,000 cases just for criminal mischief, criminal trespass, um, evading arrest in my office alone. And um, they're still coming. And the law enforcement presence is spread thinner now because, you know, we're trying to expand Operation Lone Star in other counties. But there's not enough people here. We do, we're getting overrun literally today, yesterday, this last two weeks. The traffic is picking up. And um, in my opinion, George, this is going to be a crisis. It's going to continue to be a crisis. What we have to change in this whole dynamic and the situation is the messaging. Right now, people think or they, they know if they get across the border and they get picked up by Border Patrol, they're going to be set loose. Texas has got to take steps where we start returning them to Mexico and they receive the message that if you come into Texas, you will not be allowed in. We have to repel them at the river and, or put them back into Mexico once they're apprehended. That, that's got to be the solution. Um, it's the only solution, in my view. And I've seen it from day one to now. Yep. And that's where we're at. Yeah, we've been interviewing some people here as well, and uh, all of them tell us that they feel like there's an invitation to come now, and now is the time to come. So they're coming. Incredible. Yeah, it is. And I can tell them, being on the front lines, they are coming, and they the numbers are skyrocketing right now. Yep. Now, uh, you were on the front lines from the very, very beginning. You were also... Uh, you were also out there telling folks that it is an invasion. Now we've got the mayor of New York screaming and yelling about the number of, of illegals coming into his state, his uh, city to be resettled. We also have this uh, nasty situation that just ended in Pennsylvania with a convicted illegal alien killer that was loose. Uh, what would you tell these people? Well, you make you sleep the bed you make in. I mean, I mean, you know, th- this is this is what they advertise that they're at Sanctuary City, and these are the side effects and repercussions of doing that. Um, 
you know, you let everyone in without properly vetting them. Because, you know, most people don't realize our criminal database where we vet people is for the U.S. criminal records. We have no records that are really that great for Mexico or any of these countries they're coming from. They can. That's why if you go to the river today, you'll see piles of driver's license, driver's license, voting cards, identification cards at the riverbank. They are leaving their identification of wherever they came from at the riverbank and coming over to form whoever they want to be. They're leaving their past and all their criminal records that they might have in the country they're coming from. And so when they get here, we don't know that they're a convicted murderer wherever country they're in. So, of course, we're going to have a lot of criminals, rapists, everything else you could think of in between. And and it's, this is a side effect of an open border, and it does not surprise me at all. In fact, there's going to be more just like this Pennsylvania case. This is a, one of the few out of the hundreds to come that I believe we're going to have to deal with this country. Now, the uh, other situation is uh, that uh, the mayor in New York has been screaming about the past couple of days is that they're having to take money get this, from the police, from law enforcement, to give it to um, uh, the uh, migrants for their, uh, for their well-being. Uh, the budget impact on a place, on, on a community like uh, Kenny County, how big has that been in the past couple of years? You know, our, our EMS has been hit so hard. In fact, we've had, I, I know, at least one county resident um, die because there wasn't you know, an EMS paramedic available for her because guess where that paramedic was? It was out on a call. He was out on a call dealing with illegal aliens twisted ankle from a bailout. We, you know, towns, counties, cities have limited resources. And how do we fund those resources? Taxpayer dollars. Taxpayers should have, prep, you know, preferential treatment to the resources that they pay for. And New York City, this is, you know, they reap what they sow. This is their policy. They're having to cut you know, budgets to deal with this. You know, this whole border crisis, George, can be explained like a dumpster fire being pushed into a gas station is really uh-huh. what it is. Very good. It, 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 it's going to explode. And, and in fact, it already has. Um, I think, you know, you have the left just now starting to see like, wait a minute, maybe, maybe this is a bad idea. But, you know, you have millions upon millions that are in here illegally with criminal records and everything else. How are you going to fix this situation? I mean, I'm glad to see that the mayor's finally maybe coming around but, you know, what is he going to do now? They're in New York City. Um, you know, he's kind of slid his own throat with this. Yep. And the interesting thing to this whole thing, since we're talking about taxpayers and resources, is that everyone, the Los Angeles mayor, the New York mayor, the, the New York governor, all of them seem to be screaming for more money rather than to shut the border down. Your thoughts. Right. Um, you know, to them, this is a money-making crisis. Um, that's what they want out of this is more money to facilitate an open border policy. But there's only a limited amount of money. There's only a limited amount of resources. Um, this is um, this this situation is untenable. And when it comes down to the end of the day, George, it's the voters. Voters in New York City or Los Angeles, the ones that actually do vote, need to realize it's a situation to see it for what it is and vote people in office that will actually put their values their safety at the front of the list and right now you'll that's the effective leaders that you see that don't they don't put america first they're putting america last yep you're right you're right i mean it is really really a sad situation last question buddy last question uh since kenny county has been suffering through this whole situation uh now what what have you learned what are your observations of this whole situation well, you know, the, I think states um, have a lot more power than they're, they're willing to wield at this point. Um, I don't know if people have seen the Tucker Carlson interview, but, you know, he, that is one media source that says what it is unfiltered. The governor has the authority to protect Texans, and right now he's taking some steps to do that. But there's several more steps that he can take, and that goes for other states too. The states have the authority to protect the sovereignty of their borders and their citizens. At some point, George, the states are going to say enough is enough. We're not going to sit back and let this continue to occur. I don't know where that point is at. It's been way past. I've gone past that point a long time ago. But our leaders in Austin and D.C. need to get off their ass and do something because the American people, frankly, George, are being, they're getting pissed off. And I don't, I don't blame them at all. People are done putting up with this. And we need to do something quick. But, you know, where, when will our political leaders in Austin decide to do something about it? 
I don't know, but it needs to happen yesterday. Yep, we just uh, we just celebrated or commemorated the 22nd anniversary of 9/11, and uh, I believe the number is about 150. Uh, illegal aliens have been intercepted. Intercepted. Those are the ones that have been caught that yeah. were on the terrorist list. Heaven only knows how many have not been caught. Well, I, I can tell you on a good day, on a really good day, Border Patrol is apprehending 10% of what's coming through. And so there's a whole, you get those ones they have caught and you multiply that by 10 or make it to 100%. And that's what we're missing. We have let a lot of terrorists into this country. There's no doubt in my mind. And the question is, what's going to be the repercussions of that? Yep. So the public safety, I mean, you know, the other the other thing is that they're talking about masking everybody again. I'll take that serious when they mask anybody that comes across the river. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, buddy, thank you very much for taking time to be with us, folks. We've been speaking with my good friend, Mr. Brent Smith, who is the county attorney in Kenny County, Texas. And, I might uh, point out one thing real quick, George. Sure. I just I recently, I've, I've been busy with getting my hands full with it, prosecutions, but I just created a county attorney Facebook page, and I'm going to be posting updates and prosecution numbers. If anyone wants to follow that to get updates from Kenny County, they're more than welcome. Fantastic. Tell them where, where they can find it again. Uh, Facebook. It's just just search Kenny County Attorney Brent Smith, and uh, it should pop up, and they can follow the page from there. You got it. Thank you very much, Brent. Tell everybody hi and stay safe. Thank you, George. Once again, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from San Antonio. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from San Antonio. On this uh, September the 13th, and there's lots of news breaking to this this morning, uh, particularly up in Pennsylvania, where the uh, Brazilian illegal alien killer has been caught. Uh, and um, at the same time, there is a great deal of screaming and yelling that's coming from New York City, as well as Los Angeles, and a few other communities about uh, illegal aliens arriving in their community. Uh, I've got uh, my good friend, Mr. Simon Hankinson from uh, the Heritage Foundation. And uh, Simon, what do you make of all of this? I mean, I, I I hear them screaming, but I don't hear anybody yelling. Well, I do hear law enforcement doing that in Pennsylvania today, but I don't hear the mayor of uh, of Los Angeles, the mayor of uh, Chicago, the mayor of uh, New York, demanding that the border be shot shut down. Uh, I'm not sure what they they're asking for more money. Uh, what's going on? Welcome to the show, first of all, and. What do you think is going on? Well, it's great to be with you again, George. And uh, you're right, it's been, it's been a, a, quite a week for, for news. Um, you know, it, it, when you let in the number of people that the Biden administration has without knowing anything about them, uh, there are going to be costs downstream. A lot of them have been saying this for um, years. And of course, anyone who lives in a, a border state like Texas knows firsthand that it costs more money uh, to, to educate these kids. It costs more money to house them. Uh, they're not always uh, equipped to do the jobs that are needed, so they don't always get jobs right away. Or if they're illegal, then they're not even legally supposed to work and on and on and on which is a reason why the state of texas and, and 19 others sued uh the, the government to, to try to shut down these these uh, illegal parole programs and then you have all of the the connected costs like this this uh, manhunt they did for uh, danello cavalcante i think is his name the the brazilian murderer who got back into the country probably through one of the many many loopholes um and then they had a massive manhunt to try to catch him that's just one guy. There are over 400,000 convicted criminal illegal aliens on the so-called non-detained docket, meaning they're not detained. They're running around the country somehow waiting for ICE to deport them. And Immigration and Customs Enforcement, ICE, has a, a, a target in this fiscal year of 30,000 criminal aliens that they're going to deport. They're not going to bother with anybody else, but just the criminal aliens. Oh, that 400,000. 
you know, 30,000 a year, it's going to take them like 15 years to work through the ones they have already. And then Biden's letting in another million, million and a half uh, a year. Uh, so no wonder it's starting to be felt in not just the border states, but in places like New York City, Chicago, uh, Atlanta, and just on and on. It is, it is really, really outrageous, this situation that we're looking at. Um, you know, the, the other issue uh, on this is the cost factors, because uh, yesterday there was an article that uh, the mayor of New York is going to make some co- cuts to the budget of the police department uh, in order to satisfy the migrant needs. Now, uh, forgive me, but it seems like New York has been having a big problem with crime. Uh, and now they're going to cut the uh, the budget of the of the police department. I, I I'm not sure I understand this. Well, I don't think they understand it either. Uh, what you see on the the Biden administration leadership, I, because frankly, I don't think Joe Biden's in charge of, of this policy. I think mean, if you asked him to give you a briefing on immigration, he, he just physically wouldn't be capable of doing it. He doesn't have the facts, the numbers. He doesn't really understand what the people are doing in his name. But the people who who are running it for him are are doing it out of ideology. They're not doing it out of science. They're not uh, counting numbers and and trying to figure out you know how it's going to be paid for and they're going to do their absolute best to pass the cost on to you and me. So that's going to be through FEMA grants, where they've already taken hundreds of million dollars, uh, millions of dollars, and they're trying to program in billions of dollars in this so-called uh, border contingency fund, which is all going to be siphoned off into services for illegal aliens instead of prosecutions, uh, deportations, detentions, the things that ICE and CBP are paid to do. Um, Mayor Adams says it's going to be $12 billion over three years. I mean, just forget any estimates they give you. They're utterly unrealistic. They're paying $8 million a day to house people. And not just house them, but I think they've got like uh, over a 1,000 rooms booked at the Roosevelt Hotel, which used to be a a top five-star hotel in the middle of Manhattan. Uh, And they're housing these people. They're giving them food three times a day. They're paying for their laundry. I mean, it's a full-service vacation resort in some ways uh, that a lot of Americans would be very glad to have. Um, And and they're just now figuring out that not only is there no way out, but there's no limit to the number of people they're going to take advantage um, of this free ticket. It's incredible. It's incredible. The uh, the other impact that is being felt uh, in in border cities here, as well as uh, in Los Angeles and a few others, is um, the homelessness of illegal aliens because. Many are arriving. They claim that they have families. In fact, I interviewed two of them yesterday uh, who claimed that they have families, or that's what they told the, um, the Border Patrol upon entry. They told them they had families. And uh, now that they're, once that they were given their court date and they are here, turns out they don't have families and they don't know what they're going to do. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it, look, the the... the it's obvious if you've ever spoken to to immigrants, and I've interviewed over 100,000 aspiring immigrants, ones who got visas, ones who didn't. It, it's not a question of good or bad. You know, there's a percentage of them that are criminals. There's a percentage of them that are, you know, whatever we would have in the United States out of, you know, 10,000, 100,000 million people. Most of them are just regular people, but they will do and say whatever they have to in order to get the benefit they want, which is the right to get into the U.S. I mean, imagine if Disneyland had uh, free entrance, all you had to do was tell them a, a sob story about why you didn't have enough money to pay for a ticket. You might find some people telling the sob story who actually could pay for a ticket, or you know they would make up whatever they had to. Uh, so, and, and one of these things that I'm, the, the Biden administration is doing is for the the Cuba, Venezuela, Haiti, Nicaragua parole program, where they're illegally essentially paroling people in with sort of no real status they're asking for sponsors in the united states uh to to sponsor them fill out a form these sponsors themselves can be on parole they can be students they can be in temporary protected status or what they call uh deferred prosecution so there are people who are not supposed to be here they get to sign a form and and the government's going to trust them to support these paroled illegal immigrants forever you know i don't think so incredible incredible and 
Uh, on Monday, of course, we had the anniversary of uh, the 22nd anniversary of 9-11. And at the same time, uh, I was reading that uh, at least 23 uh, in the past eight months, at least 23 people on the terrorist watch list that the uh, FBI in the U.S. has had been caught at the border, at least 23. Heaven knows how many other terrorists have not been caught. Your thoughts? Well, actually, I mean, the number, I'm just looking at the numbers I have uh, jotted down here. The, the number of people on the terrorist watch list who were arrested at the border, and like you said, that doesn't count the ones who snuck in, the so-called gotaways, uh, was uh, 15 in 2021, 98 last year, 2022, we're talking fiscal year, and it's over 150 now in 2023. Wow. wow. Over 150. Now, that doesn't mean they're all, you know, card-carrying members of al-Qaeda. It just means they're dudes we want to keep an eye on. Yes. And of course, we don't, have the, we don't have the capacity, the manpower, to keep an eye on them. And if, if I were a terrorist, which is you know, a little hard to imagine, but if I, if I put my terrorist hat on, I'm not going to allow myself to be arrested at the border by CBP and get fingerprinted Correct. on the off chance that I'm on some list. I'm going to pay the coyote and say, hey, can we take the roundabout route and go you know, a different way so that I don't get caught? And that's probably what they're doing. We had 50, I think 42,000 uh, People's Republic of China nationals come in so far this year. You've got people from Yemen. You've got people from Uzbekistan. You know, you name a country that is a state sponsor of terrorism, and they've had people come into this country that we know about. So they've obviously had ones come in that we don't know about. Incredible. It is incredible. I don't know how we should, I don't know how we can feel uh, safe in our country right now. I really don't. Uh, let me share with you one more one more uh, uh, story and then uh, let you uh, comment on it. Uh, this past week here in San Antonio, we had a, uh, a family, a couple, uh, who had paid coyotes to come in, uh, apparently get um, uh, kidnapped uh, as a warning that they hadn't uh, that their daughter had not paid money. She's the one that came in uh, with them. And uh, apparently she hadn't paid money or she had kept more money than, than she needed. Uh, it was a cartel-related kidnapping. So that's happening in our backyards, in our neighborhoods. Uh, is it going to expand, do you think? Well, of course it is. I mean, it, it just in the same way that if the Biden administration extends the welcome mat and says, uh, as, uh, I'm just reading a book by Todd Benzman, um, and he describes it as a la invitacion. Uh, if, if this invitation is open, more and more people are going to take advantage of it. You know, people aren't stupid uh, from all over the world. They have WhatsApp, they have uh, email, they've got, you know, ways of communicating and figuring out what's really going on, and as opposed to what Mayorkas might say at a press conference that they never listen to anyway. And, you know, cartels are not in this because they, they love people. They're not, you know, <laughs> NGOs. <laughs> They're not doing this for the love of humanity. They're doing it for a buck. That's if right. they can smuggle drugs and make money, they'll do that. If they can smuggle people and make more money, they'll do the people right up until the time when the drugs make more sense or some other product makes more sense. So they're not they're not in this for the love. If they can squeeze people for more money, they're going to do it. They don't care if they die on the way. They they're, they don't care if they're if they're working level guys. You know, rape the women and and rob them on the way. Uh, they're going to take advantage, and of course, it's going to get worse. And it's going to get worse in the interior with larger numbers of, of cartel employees being in, on the inside, working their farms and their illegal labor, employing children, and, and breaking our law in other ways inside our country. Yep. Thank you very very much for taking time as usual with us, Simon. Uh, we hope that we can get some good news sometime <laughs> soon on this whole matter. But uh, we do need to provide people with a reality check. This is what is happening in our backyard, and this is what's happening in your backyard, because it's coming to your, your backyard soon. Simon, thank you very much. Folks, we've been speaking with our good friend Simon Hankinson from the Heritage Foundation. Thank you very much, and keep up the good work, buddy. Talk to you again soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from San Antonio on KLUP 930 AM radio. And we've got our good friend, uh, Commissioner uh, Grant Moody from uh, from uh, Precinct 3 here in Bear County in San Antonio. And I wanted to get him on because um, 
We uh, have been experiencing some uh, problems, some shootings uh, of police officers by repeat offenders, and there has been a lot of discussion about this uh, lately. I wanted to get him on and get his perspective of this, because it is a public safety issue, and uh, we're all worried about it. Uh, Commissioner Moody, thank you very much for taking time to be with us today. Yeah, George, uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, give us your thoughts. Give us your perspective about um, the recent shootings uh, of police officers by repeat offenders and uh, what possibly can be done. Well, you know, it's it's uh, really disheartening and, and frustrating. And, you know, the, the centerpiece of most of my work over the last year has been around public safety. We've you know, invested in 62 additional deputy sheriffs. We got 16 new constables in, in this budget in the last week. Um, we've got a historic pay raise for law enforcement officers as well. But but this is a clear gap, and uh, it, it's it's incomprehensible that some of these uh, individuals are out roaming the streets right now. And you know we we got to get this fixed. Uh, it's completely unacceptable from a community safety standpoint. We have uh, you know heard that there is going to be some type of of uh, meeting of the mind, some type of cooperative effort between uh, the county and the city. Uh, what uh, what do you think could happen? What's what what could come of that? Well, you know, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. I, I hope uh, some real reforms come from that. Uh, I've asked to be involved. Uh, in whatever that commission or, or task force looks like, because you know, I, I think <clears throat> I bring a perspective that that is needed in this conversation. You know that you can't, um, you know, allow, <clears throat> excuse me, repeat offenders, uh, violent offenders, to uh, to to be out there on the streets. You know, there's there's a, a process here that. You know, obviously involves the the DA, uh, involves uh, judges in terms of making decisions on on bail, but you know there's there's individuals who uh, don't belong in jail, uh, but there's individuals who absolutely belong in jail, and that is what the whole bond process is supposed to sort out. But clearly, what we're seeing today is there are individuals who should be in jail. And somehow they're out on bond over and over again. And we got to get to the bottom of it and we got to fix it. There has, um, uh, there has been a recent news article, courtesy of KSAT News 12, um, where they interviewed several police, police chiefs uh, of the, in the county, of the smaller communities in the county. And uh, virtually all of them had the, came up with the, uh, with criticism of the repeat offenders and the DA's office. Uh, have they voiced any comments to the rest of the county about, uh, I mean, they, they are in the county. They are not uh, part of the city. And uh, so if they are adding to the voice of the city uh, police chief, I think that, um, well, it sounds like where there's smoke, there's fire. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, obviously they're, they're out there living this day in and day out. They can you know, have the firsthand perspective. So I would definitely put weight on their experiences and where they see the issue. Um, I definitely, you know, we just finished the, the budget uh, on Tuesday. And so it's, it's been a really busy couple of weeks, but, but we are, you know, planning to circle back with Chief McManus, with the San Antonio Police Officers Association, with the Deputy Sheriff's Association for Bear County and, and get all their feedback here in the coming days because we absolutely want to be part of the solution here. We want to be a voice for our law enforcement, a voice for the community, and, and ultimately a voice for public safety. Yeah, there are several um, uh, policies that the San Antonio Police Department has that they've adopted in the past uh, few uh, months. Uh, in the past, well, cu past couple of years, uh, as a direct result of uh, of uh, criticism coming to police departments after the George Floyd issue, and some of these policies, uh, in the opinion of some some of uh, 
law enforcement folks feel that they've been gone over the top as far as the San Antonio Police Department go, and they now have to depend on the deputies. Uh, For example, on the Bear County deputies, for example, uh, there's a no-chase policy uh, on vehicles for the San Antonio Police Department, and uh, the the deputies have to take over on that. There's also a no a no uh, breach or entry into uh, into homes uh, or or uh, in, into uh, houses uh, where uh, warrants can be executed, and they have to depend on on the uh, deputies. Um, have it does it does seem that the deputies are are carrying more of the weight. Uh, is the county going to um, say anything about that to the to the uh, to the city, or is there going to be some further discussion about uh, who does what? Well, that's uh, that's an interesting perspective and uh, something we should definitely, you know, explore further with the the deputies and and with uh, you know Chief McManus and others. You know, ultimately. Um, you know, some of these policies have gotten to the point of handcuffing our law enforcement rather than empowering them uh, and, and letting them make, you know, judgment calls, um, you know, in, in their policing work. And, you know, I just think that that's, that's the wrong way to go. Um, we need to respect our law enforcement officers. We need to empower them. Uh, and as a community, you know, we need to have that that level of respect as well. Um, you know, they have a tough job to do, uh, and and so we, we don't. Every time we turn around, we can't undermine them. We need to, to reinforce the respect for authority. Um, you know, they're not always going to get it right. Um, we'll correct them if they get it wrong, but you know, they they are are working hard for all of us to keep our community safe. And so, I think that. You know, ultimately, we need to, to give them the benefit of the doubt and, um, you know, make sure that, that we're not putting the handcuffs on them. We're, we're handcuffing the criminals. Let me ask you this last question, because uh, this past Monday, we commemorated 9-11. Uh, mm. This past week, this past uh, week, um, the news reports uh Indicated that there have been over a hundred and fifty, a hundred and fifty individuals apprehended at the border uh, who had ties to terrorist organizations, who were either on the ta- terrorist watch list or who uh, had some type of uh, tie to a um, a terrorist organization. Given that that many were caught, and heaven knows how many were not caught, here we are sitting in San Antonio, only 150 miles away from the border. Um, How important is it that we have strong law enforcement uh, to protect us? I I mean, we can't just depend on the military until something happens. Uh, like after 9-11, I mean, it would seem like at this point we need strong uh, local local law enforcement to protect us uh, from, uh, you know, these uh, folks who may be living among us. Yeah, I mean, obviously that, that stat is alarming. Um, as a Marine officer who, who spent time in Iraq and Afghanistan and, and was at the Naval Academy when the... Uh, the the World Trade Center was hit. Um, you know, nine eleven is is personal to me, and you know the uh, the fight against terrorism continues. Um, and you know, it's obviously the border is a federal issue, and the Biden administration has been incapable or unwilling to um, you know have operational control of the border. Um, that that has to be fixed. But I guess to your point, right, what can we do in San Antonio? And the best thing that we can do is make sure that we have, you know, um, a robust law enforcement presence and that we're trying uh, our very best at the city and county to keep our, our community and uh, our city safe. And, and that's what I've been advocating for and, and I'll continue to advocate for. Yep. 
Commissioner, thank you very, very much for spending some time with us. Folks, we've been chatting with our good friend, uh, Commissioner Grant Moody, um, Precinct 3 from Bear County here in San Antonio. Thank you very much for, for, for chatting with us and uh, for, well, for lack of a better way to put it, for defending and serving us. Well, thank you, George. Appreciate you having me on. We'll, uh, we'll get you back on again, and uh, we can chat about other issues that are going on uh, in, uh, in San Antonio that you're dealing with. All righty? That's Yep. You got it, buddy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from San Antonio. Folks, once again, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, thank you very much for joining us today on this uh, September 16th, 2023. We had a lot of stuff to talk about. We've got we've had some very, very good guests. I want to thank um, Sheriff Thaddeus Cleveland uh, from Terrell County, Texas. I want to thank Brent Smith, the attorney from uh, Kenny County. I want to thank Sa Simon Hankinson from the Heritage Foundation in Washington, D.C. And I certainly want to thank my good friend Grant Moody, commissioner here in Bear County in San Antonio. Folks, we are looking at a really, really difficult time with this border crisis and the impact it's going to have on our communities, my friends. Rest assured, it is going to impact on our communities. We are seeing uh, folks like on, on Tuesday in Phoenix, uh, over uh, 100 uh, African uh, Sudanese migrants were released uh, by the Border Patrol because there is no room for them. And uh, they were released into the community, and uh, in uh, and there is the, in Tucson. Well, they they were very upset because um, there is no room at the homeless shelters and any of the migrant shelters. There's also the situation, the terrible situation in Pennsylvania, that came to a um, a, a good conclusion this past Tuesday, where the uh, illegal alien criminal that the killer uh, was caught after something like two weeks on the run. Uh, my friends, th we are looking at, 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 at hard times. This is not good for the United States. We have the third world coming into our country, a, cultures that are radically different from anything that, we've, that, that we know, and uh, ways of life that are just, they need to adjust to us. We don't need to adjust to them. They need to adjust to us as well as they need to be here legally, my friends. We need to make room for them. So thank you for once again for being with us, my friends. George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from San Antonio, deep in the heart of South Texas. Join us next week. Same place, same channel. Till then, once again, stay strong, America. Stay strong, Texas. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.